When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Sacra to McDavid on the right half boards. Dishes Hall, one touch, wrist shot, score! Leon Dreisaitl, power play goal, 6-2. Oilers in the Rexall finale. Raleigh, he's going to keep it. He hits the five. Hey, Edmonton, that's your quarterback, Mike Riley to the end. Touchdown, Eskimo! Ladies and gentlemen, Dagger! Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chet. Plug in that amplifier. It's Inside Sports time on 630 Chet. Thank you so much for tuning in this evening. My name is Reed Wilkins. Kelly Rudy coming up tonight. You'll hear from Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. Dave Campbell with the latest from Eskimos training camp as well. The intensity picking up today. The defense trying to figure things out. It'll be a different sort of defense from what you saw last season. Getting you ready for the NHL draft as well. Tyler Benson of the Vancouver Giants. Edmonton area kid. Remember that huge season he had in Bantam a few years back? Now he's hoping to be a first round pick into the NHL. Of course, always want to hear from you. 780-496-0063. You can text 630, 630. You can email inside sports at 630ched.com and you can get me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins. Kellen Kennedy working on the other side of the window this evening. Kellen, haven't seen you in a while, old buddy. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. Haven't seen you in a while, except in my Snapchat feed for some odd reason. You were hanging out with our buddy Tom Gazzola last oh, night. Oh, Tom Gazzola Snapchatted me last night. Yes, Well, he yes. Snapchatted an image of me. Yes. Or a video of me. I'm still trying to figure out how prob- that works, too. I was probably drinking a beverage. I just added Snapchat last week, so I'm still trying to play around with it and figure out how it all works. Well, I'm, but. I'm glad to have seen you on social media. I've been basically yes. a part-time employee in the month of March. Mm-hmm. I feel no shame for that. Uh, me. Because I tend to be a... What, what month is it? It's that, me. That's how, you were full-time in March, now you're part-time in May. I don't know what month it is anymore. <laughs> what month is it now? It doesn't matter. Uh, the month of May, I've basically been yeah. a part-time employee, which is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can deal with it. We have been bringing you coverage of the uh, Stanley Cup final, and we gave you the... Brung, uh, brung you. We brung you the... We brung you the conference finals as well. <laughs> we're we're brung them to you. Well, we we brung you some good hockey, yeah. is what we brung brung you. Yeah. Ain't no hockey. way, ain't no way we'd miss brunging you the conference finals <laughs> and the cup final. That's some exciting hockey. Gee Willikers, <laughs> uh, we brought you the conference finals. Is brang a word? I don't even know if brang is a word. Uh, I, I think South of Calgary, it might be. Are there any grade four LA teachers out there? Uh, you can let me know. Uh, we brought you the conference finals. We are bringing you the Stanley Cup final. We will have game two tomorrow from 6 to 9 right here on 6.30, Ched. And then uh, game three coming up on Saturday night. Game four is on Monday night. Uh, they, they did a good job spacing out the series. It'll take all the way to June 15th if it goes seven games. So the Penguins uh, win it last night. The Penguins win it last night. 
Leads it up the right wing to Hagman, finds a skating Atang. He's around the man by the last second. Burns blocked the symptom shot, but he lost the stick. Now the Penguins trying to exploit that. Atang in front, got a man there. Bernino shoots and scores! Nick Bernino gives Pittsburgh the lead, 3-2. And Martin Jones just lost his liquor license. Penguin 3, San Jose 2 with 2.33 left. All right, the liquor license one for Mike Lang is a good one. So, Kellen, as I mentioned, I was I was, I was watching that game with Tom Gazzola mm. and and a couple other people, and I and I got annoyed last night. Yeah, and you know me, I don't get annoyed or irritated very often. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I, I was voted least uh, at the Chet Christmas party. I was voted least likely to get irritated. I, I read the results online. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we had an online vote. Yes, for 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 Chet Awards. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I stuffed the, the ballot, everybody, but that's just me. Yeah, you voted more than once. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we had some hanging chads in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember that? Was that the 2000 election? Yeah. The yeah. hanging chads from the Florida? Yeah. I, I like using the old Alan Smithy, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. So anyway, uh, I, I, got, I got rarely irritated last night. So I'm watching this game with Tom Gazzola and a couple other people. Now, the, the person who irritated me, I will say in the story, was not Tom Gazzola. Though Tom Gazzola was present, mm-hmm. and to his credit, he did agree with me. Okay. So, first of all, I'll, I'll start with the, the specifics, and, and then I want to talk about maybe a bigger, I don't know if it's an issue with the game of hockey, but just an observation that I've had through my 42 and a third years on this earth. Sure. All right. I'm pretty much the definition of a middle-aged man. Okay. Right. Uh, so... The, the, the goal is scored. Benino scores, 2.30 whatever left. Mm. Stands up as the game winner. Mm. And uh, they show a replay of the goal. And one of the, one of the people I'm sitting with says, well, there's Paul Martin. Lost his man in front. Now, at this point, I said, hold on. I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm. How did Paul Martin lose his man in front? Paul Martin he, he tried to intercept the pass, yep. and, he, and he missed the puck, and it mm. got through to Benino. Yep. And he's like, and the person I was debating with says, oh, no, no, no. Paul Martin's got to know where Benino is. Yeah. I said, hold on, hold on. Paul Martin is a defenseman who has gone back to stand in front of his own net, which is generally what defensemen are taught to do. Mm-hmm. Always, have, always have one guy in front of them. What, what do you learn when you're a four-year-old playing hockey and you're in defense? Yeah. One defenseman go into the puck, go, go into the corner where the puck is and try to get it. The other guy, you cover the front of your own net. Mm. What, what, what does Rob Brown say uh, when we do overtime open line? If you're lost in your defensive zone, go towards the front of yep. your own net. Go back and guard your house. Because exactly. if the other team's going to score, they, they got to get the puck there. Yep. So I got into a, a, a more I got more heated with this individual than I than I meant to be, mm. uh, who insisted that this was this was Martin's fault. He <laughs> lost Benino, and I said, okay, look, like look at the replay. Benino comes out from the boards, so he wasn't initially down low with Martin, right? And if Martin would have found, would have been, um, you know, trying to go after him, he would have mm-hmm. wound up chasing him around and turned his back to the play, in yeah. which case the puck, the pass probably gets through to Benino anyway. And that, in some in cases, is the, the worst. In front of yeah. the net. Right. Yeah. So, now, did Paul Martin play it perfectly? No, mm-hmm. probably not. Did, did he get caught, perhaps, cheating towards the corner a little bit because he saw a teammate without a stick on the play? Yeah, fair enough. 
Fair enough. Mm. But I don't. I didn't look at that play and think, well, Paul, Paul Martin lost his man. There's Paul Martin being yeah. a stupid defenseman. You get, I mean, given the way that play broke down and the way it developed so quickly with the broken stick and Latang pinching down low, Paul Martin did what he's been taught to do since he was four years old. Mm-hmm. He went as a defenseman. He went and stood in front of his own net. Yep. If anything, he maybe could have been closer to the front of his own net to angle off that pass. But again... Split second, fast developing play. Mm-hmm. He tried to intercept the pass. He misses it. If he all of a sudden, you know, looks for Benino on that play, yeah, I, I don't think he gets to him in time to prevent that play. No, it was a good you're, breakout. You're, you're safer. You're safer just being in front of your yeah. own net and inter- trying to intercept anything that comes across. In my opinion, yeah. So I got into a, he- a heated debate with a, with another hockey fan. Who I know wasn't. I didn't just pick somebody <laughs> in, the, in the in the pub and start yelling at them. Was somebody I was watching the game with and I've known for a long time. But 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 I, but I said it doesn't. Why why does everything have to come down in hockey to? Well, this guy made a mistake on this goal. It's this guy's fault. Look at this idiot who forgot the fundamentals of hockey. Right. Look at this clown who wouldn't cover his man because he's just too lazy and too dumb. But. That is, to my mind, that's a that's a that's a lot of what uh, the hockey of, of of talking about hockey has become. Justin Smoke mm. just homered by the for the Blue Jays in the bottom of the fourth. By the way, they're tied one one with the Yankees. Yeah. So it, it got me thinking, and and you can text six thirty six thirty. The phone number is seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. It's it's interesting, and 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 this even this this even is an offshoot of what I was talking about last week, mm. right? With, with Jake Muzzin making the World Cup team ahead of P.K. Subban. Hmm. P.K. Subban is a more talented hockey player than Jake Muzzin. But what do we have to do with guys? we got to break them down. Yeah. And look I'm, look, I'm guilty of it. I know people are listening to me and say, well, you're in the media. You guys are the... Yeah, you're right. I'm guilty of it. Do I think I'm as guilty of it as other people? No, I don't. But yes, I'm, I'm guilty of it. We tend to watch plays and we tend to say, and I don't know why it is, in a, in a game as frenetic... And let's face it, as sometimes as random as hockey, we look we look at plays and say, well, there was a goal. Let's pick on the guy who made a mistake. Let's mm-hmm. pick on the one. Now, sometimes it is one guy's fault. Sometimes a goalie simply lets in a shot that he should have stopped. I agree. I think it's an exaggeration, though, to look at that goal last night and say, oh, Paul Martin. Paul Martin, you clown, you forgot how to play defense. Look at you, veteran NHL defenseman. You've been in the Stanley Cup final before. You're in it this year, and look at you. You forgot how to play defense. No, I reject that notion that on every single play, you got to find a goat. Yeah. And it's just interesting to me in this, in this game that we revere, with these athletes we revere, I mean, you, you, go, you go to... I don't know. I don't know what the percentage would be. Probably less than it used to be. But you could you could go to a, a, a you could you could poll a hundred eight year old boys in the city of Edmonton and say to them, "Would you like to play in the NHL when you're a grown up?" I bet mm. you sixty of them say yes. Yeah. I'm just guessing here. I'm guessing sixty or more say, "Yeah, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. I'd love to be an NHL player in ten years or mm-hmm. fifteen years." Right. And we would say, follow your dreams, work hard, practice, listen to your coaches, block out the criticism. Mm-hmm. We want you to make it. And then when you make the NHL, 
we're going to try our damnedest to pick apart your game and eat you alive. That's right. <laughs> we're going to suck your soul out. We're going to paper cut you to death when you're in the NHL with every little mistake you make. Every little time the puck rolls off your stick. Every little, every little time there's a guy next to you that scores a goal. There's no way he could have made a good play. You yeah. screwed it up. That's what we want you to grow up to be, Johnny from Otwell. <laughs> Timmy from Belvedere. That's what we want you to grow up to be. We want you to make the NHL so, so you're one of the best hockey players in the world and then we can thrive on every single failure you make. Is that, is that what it's become? Sometimes I feel that's what, it, what it's become. It's 617. It's inside sports on 630 Ched. You can text 630-630-780-496-0063. We're back after the break. This is Matt Hendricks from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet. Oh, there's your buddy Chris Jericho on the lead vocals, Kellen Kenner. Great band. Go pick it up. Fuzzy, you want to start a war is the album. Tonight is the song. We should get royalties. We've plugged them a few times. Absolutely. It is a good rock album, especially mm-hmm. if you're... Uh, from the uh, 80s rock scene that I grew up And you're into that music too, even though you're not an 80s kid. Their entire catalog is awesome. All the way back, they had a self-titled uh, CD back in 99, which is all metal uh, covers from the 80s and that stuff. It's fantastic. So, Going to get to Tony on the phone line in 30 seconds. Uh, Mike from Kentucky says, Brungia, you'd fit in here in Kentucky. <laughs> Mike, send me some other Kentucky phrases. Do we have words in Alberta that we use that the rest of the country wouldn't use, or Western Canada? I don't know. Oh, I'm we sure must. we do, but it's not popping to mind right now. Uh, this uh, remember, sign your name if you if you can. This texter says, uh, "I'm guessing you were bigger than the other guy. Otherwise, with that diatribe, I would have punched you." LOL. Oddly enough, I've been told I should have been punched a lot in my life. Has happened a few times too. We have Tony on the line, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Good evening, Tony. Hi, Reed. How are you? Great. Hey, first I just wanted to mention that look, the summer's just starting, so you're gonna have to learn how to take it easy. But next year the team they'll be going they'll make the playoffs for sure. But what I wanted to say was you're just talking about on air, you know how in your industry you can disparaging comments and you know, assassination of character, you know, defamation and you know, and slander. Don't you just love it? <laughs> Well, it's you, better than the internet. You're, you know, it's, it's way better. You mean that you you mean that I do that to people, or people no, do that to? No, for the fact that it happens, it's like I'm allowed to talk about Mr. Stoffer. See, I can talk about him, but it's only at nighttime because I'm not allowed to call during his show during the day, sort of like. Oh, have you been banned from his show? Well, sort of. Me and a couple other guys, I guess, we were told even on air, we don't like your type of callers, this and that. But your show is way more fun, anyways. Okay. Well, thank you. But you uh, bet. What, so so. Uh, so what do you what do you do we do we over criticize uh, hockey players? Do we do we uh, no, look, you, do we you, look for mistakes instead of crediting the good players? Yeah, but in the wrong areas. You guys are exactly right surgically, but the wrong areas. You know because you know why? The management. The players are a secondary collateral damage, but it's been the management. And I don't want to say anything now disparaging about anyone. You know, but uh, this old boys club here. We got another couple things to cut cut some fat off the old end there, and then. We'll be clean sailing. 
you know, I just uh, whatever want to get under the new page in a new direction. Oh, okay. You're talking about the Oilers specifically. Yeah, I, w- I was, which I which I understand what you're saying, and, and that's that's a whole other thing I wanted to get into because I have another question I want to answer in the next half hour about a, about a specific member of the Oilers. But but when we when 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 you watch a game. And it doesn't have to be an Oilers game. And when you see a goal being analyzed, whether it's by Kelly Rudy, who's going to be on later on, or, or Simpson, or Healy, or McGuire, or whoever, is, do, do, is there too much time spent finding a mistake and not enough time spent saying, hey, you know what, maybe the defense didn't cover it perfectly, but these guys also did something well? Uh, yeah, that, no. Let me put it this way. Um... He got me off track, but this thing with the start at Edmonton, well, we lost, but we did a couple things right. I've never heard that in my life other than this place. And, and you know, this new coach now, he doesn't say that. But what you're talking about, yeah, you have to forget about the extra nose. We're going too hard on that. They should be talking more about the heart and the jersey, the symbols of people around their sweaters. That's what's lacking. Like, you can have 18 guys, they could all be subpar. But you know what? You get them in a real bad mood, like easily agitated, you know, uh, yeah, you have know, a good game going there, and that's what we need. We have to get that. And my last comment is this for sure, and I really mean this from the bottom of my heart. Uh, they say, like, you know, the old slugfest, you know, the grind, uh, you know, the guys that fight, you can't have them anymore, but we need one in our team for uh, young McDavid there for sure. This kid has to be protected, because I'm telling you right now, if they keep doing what they're doing, forget about that collarbone. It's going to be triplicate. It'll get worse and faster, and it'll become slow. So, yeah, we better protect this kid big time. That's all I got to say. All right, Tony, thanks for calling, buddy. 780-496-0063. Into the fifth inning now. Blue Jays and Yankees are still tied 1-1. This portion of Inside Sports presented by Action Furnace, home of the fixed right or its free guarantee. You can visit actionfurnace.ca. A couple of texts to uh, 63630. Uh, Rob, brother Rob says, uh, Reed, I somewhat agree with what you're saying, but Martin forgot to do the other basic thing you get taught when you go to the front of the net tie up the opponent's stick at least and not play for the pass, play the man. It's one of those small things that happens to all pros, but it gets blown up when it results in a goal. Uh, another texter says, I remember when Wade Redden was booed in Lloyd Minster when he played for the Blazers as a 15-year-old. Well, I was not in Lloyd Minster at that time. That was before I, I, uh, I worked there, but I know Wade did play, I think, a handful of games in the AGHL as a 15-year-old while he was also playing midget, and then I, what, he would have gone to Brandon the next year. I hope I have that timeline right. Uh, Dave Leppard says, Hey, Reed, I have really missed your show. It has thrown off my after-work beer and radio schedule. Uh, I think Brett Burns is a catalyst for San Jose. If he stays hot, it'll help Big and Little Joe to win the series. What do you think? I think Brett Burns, despite what Latang has done, I think he's the best defenseman in the series, certainly offensively. But Latang made a big play last night. Uh, a little more on the uh, on the Stanley Cup final on uh, negativity in hockey analysis, and uh, I got a I got a question about a an Oilers rumor. Uh, somebody believes that one of the depth players won't be back next year. I'll talk about that. You're listening to 6:30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Well, is this song now an oldie? I think so, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, this is now classic rock. What year was this? 02? Yeah, 2002. So that's... Is, like, is it 02? I yeah, just guessed. You, you know yeah. that for sure? Yeah, for sure. So, if 
you were 10 when this came out, mm -hmm. you're now uh, 24. Yep. Yeah, so this would be a classic song to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great song. Yep. Songs for the Deaf, that was that album, right? That's yep. probably one of my 10 favorite yeah. albums well, of that's, all time. Like, I, I people think I only like 80s rock. No, I like other rock, right. too. Just it's all rock that I like. Well, that, that was another thing today, too, is uh, afternoon news. We were giving away tickets for Blink-182, and I'm thinking in the back of my mind, it's like, wow, Blink-182 came things. out, yeah, 1999, right? I, I, I don't know if I could name another one of their songs. Uh, In Too Deep was Sum 41, right? Sum 41, Are they yeah, both all Canadian? Small. No. No, Blink, Blink is from Southern California. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shows you how little I know. Well, a lot of things show you how little I know, but that's, <laughs> there's another example. Uh, it's on Sports at 6.30, Chet. It's 6.34. Reed Wilkins with you, the studio producer, Kellen Kennedy, the other voice uh, you heard. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. You can text 6.30, The phone number is 780-496-0063. Appreciate the uh, people reaching out and saying that they are glad to have an Inside Sports on tonight. Do appreciate it. We do like bringing you the hockey games as well, though. Pretty big games, obviously, at this time of year. Game two of the Cup Final in this time slot tomorrow, starting at uh, 6 o'clock. Uh, before I get to uh, continue on just some other thoughts there about the uh, negative analysis of, of goals and plays in hockey, did you see the ratings from last night's game, buddy? I did not, no. So I just was reading this afternoon. Uh... This was in the U.S., by the way. The ratings for Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final, 2.8, down from 4.2 last season. The Bachelorette last night, south of the border, getting a 4.4. Hockey, a 2.8. Now, the game between Golden State and Oakland, Game 7 of the NBA Western Conference Championship right. Series, yep. got an 11.2. Mm-hmm. In the city, in, in the San Francisco area, mm -hmm. so we're talking San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose. Yeah. The basketball game got a 30.9. Got, got a 30.9 <laughs> rating. <laughs> and uh, the NHL game got a 5.3. Well, it goes to, to figure. I mean, like game seven, your team might get bounced well, or they might advance versus game one in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, they lose. They're down 0-1, but they play again on Wednesday. So Well, and, and, here, and here's my point. And I, I, I was talking last week with Matthew Panaschik about uh, – can it, what were we talking about? Something that happened with the oh, with the the Raptors when they were other <laughs> on the the other choice. option, right? And you know Matthew Matthew Panashek, your your counterpart in that yeah. position, is still mad about the flag being upside down in the '92 World Series, and 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 I think this factors in our our Canadianism. Hmm. You know, we love hockey, and we're like, well, why aren't Americans as smart yeah. as us? Why don't they love hockey? And it's all you know. Always the ratings come out, and and we look at them. Say, oh, why isn't hockey more popular in the yeah. states? What's why don't they get it? You know what? We're never. They're never going to get it. Right. And and, and that's uh, you know where I, I refer to myself as 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 middle aged at mm -hmm. the age of forty two. Yep. Um, and, and so I, and now I'm at the point where I've seen three, four cycles of the same quote unquote problems that never change. You mm -hmm. know what? Hockey's never going to be really popular in the United States. No. As Canadians, we should probably just stop caring. Yeah. We should probably accept that, that we like hockey and we like curling mm. and nobody else cares as much as we do, especially about curling. Yeah. Hockey, obviously, you know, but there's some European countries. But mm. it, it's, it's come a long way in the States. It has come a long way in the mm. States. 
is it ever going to beat an NBA broadcast, even if mm-hmm. it's a Stanley Cup final? Now, granted, if it was Chicago and Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. maybe the the ratings are probably higher. You know, the Chicago market probably does well. Would have the Blackhawks done as well against the Bulls game? Probably would have done better. Yeah. Probably wouldn't have beat the Bulls. Yeah. Well, maybe the maybe game one. Probably not. Hmm. It's a game one against the game seven. Yeah. It's just one of those things. I don't even know. Is is, is it actually a story? No. Is, is, is the is the no. fact that the Stanley no. Cup final got underwhelming numbers in the United States? Is it even a story? No. no. Or is this just our Canadian hand wringing and being like, oh, why won't they? Why won't they love our game more? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> No. Oh, we hung our flag upside down. No, yeah, not... 24 years ago. Let's move on. It was we got... a quarter century. Yeah, we got. We got. Some people are listening. Don't know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the flag yeah. being hung upside down. I'm not saying it was a good thing. It should, no. shouldn't have happened. I mean, we got to look at the at the whole situation from the standpoint that okay, hypothetically, let's say that the finals of this upcoming World Cup of Hockey. That'll be broadcasted, you know, wherever. But I think ESPN... They're going to be brung to you. Yeah, brung to you. brung to you on the TV. Yeah, but I think ESPN has the broadcast rights uh, for the uh, World Cup, at least. The only way that that game, or that the gold medal or or the World Cup final matchup will gain any traction over anything else happening in the states at that time will be if the u.s is in the final yeah and e- and even then i mean yeah it's a time of year there's going to be baseball uh playoff races going on i guess mm-hmm. we can't call them pennant races anymore no. playoff and, races uh, the NFL. nfl preseason. I can't, I can't right? remember what yeah. nights of the week the best of three is going to be but mm. yeah it's just you know what the, the the stanley cup final will probably rarely if ever get an eye-popping rating in the united states yep yep i mean that- Okay, so last year it was a 4.2 Yeah, for game one. Mm-hmm. What was it? A couple of years ago with L.A. and uh, New York, it was up there. But you know, it Chicago, wasn't... Boston was was a better draw. Yeah. But, it, I, I mean, it's just the way it is. Now, you have your... Now, the, the crazy thing in it is... Maybe not a crazy thing, but more evidence of the clout of the NFL mm. is that it gets really good ratings in Canada. Yeah. Right? The NBA doesn't get good... The Raptors got good ratings. Mm-hmm. Probably, relatively speaking, for an NBA game in Canada, Golden State and Oakland would have done well in Canada. Mm. But, you know, generally, I know... Now, granted, I host a sports show, so I talk a lot of people that either through hosting this show or have friends who are sports fans. I have a lot of friends who aren't sports fans. And would be like, well, I I don't care about the NBA. Couldn't tell you a thing about it. Just want to watch every every single hockey game. So it's, it's, it's regional. I do think hockey's come a long way in the United States. Um, I just I don't I don't know. Two point eight, okay. If it was a four point eight, is are are we throwing a party that it, that many people watched it? I don't think so. Uh, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. I got a text here to six thirty six thirty. Uh, assuming this might be humorous. Hockey attendance and viewership will increase if we bring back fighting, and there are more broken noses and flowing blood. Well, maybe. Maybe I don't know. And <laughs> uh, here's the thing: the the fighting thing in hockey is an interesting one. I, I I can tell you this: to to most Canadian fans, you 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 get fighting and you grew up with it. And and you're and you know that texture makes a valid point. There are a lot of Americans who think fighting is cool, 
and it satisfies their bloodlust. I've also talked to, I mean, I, I know of a couple of American guys who are living in Edmonton, transplanted from the States. Uh, I believe one of them for sure. I think both of them. Basketball is their number one sport. They're just like fighting's the stupidest thing in the world. How how can the NHL even leave it to be somewhat allowed in the game, right? So for every American who might think, oh yeah, I love hockey because it's there, there's there's fighting and you can pound out another guy. There's probably two or three Americans who are just like, yeah, I don't understand it. Every other sport I watch, you throw a punch, you get thrown out of the game. So anyway, uh, so yeah, two point eight. The uh, ratings south of the border for Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final. The Bachelorette got a 4.4. Golden State and Oakland got an 11.2. Golden State and Oakland when they start on Thursday. Or, uh, pardon me, Golden State and Cleveland start on Thursday. Yeah, I was going to say Golden State plays in Oakland, don't they? At yes. the Oracle? Yes, Yeah. the Oracle from the Matrix. Yeah. She owns the building. That's right. And Neo sits courts, courtside with... Uh, who was Lawrence Fishburne's character again? Uh, Nemo? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Wasn't Finding Nemo the sequel to The Matrix? All right. <laughs> so I just want to, uh, and I got I got an interesting question here from, from a listener that I want to get to as well about, about an Oilers player. I, I just want to finish this topic a little bit of what I was talking about of how when, when a goal is scored, we often focus on, well, whose fault was it? Who, who, who was deficient? What player didn't cover his man? What player... Uh, let his teammates down. You know what player doesn't understand defensive coverage. You know who's who's being deficient. All that kind of stuff. I think it's excessive sometimes. I think I'm guilty of it for sure. Especially hosting 82 post game shows a year. I I, I can tell you this. I, I I'm not going to say who it was, but there's a, a Canadian hockey analyst who I was talking to once at a morning skate here in Edmonton. I'm not going to say what team he covers. I'll, I'll leave him anonymous. But who did say. He did say he was once told by his producer he was being too positive and complimentary in his analysis and that he needed to point out more mistakes because that's what that's what fans wanted. That's what he was told. As opposed to maybe, you know, being balanced or recognizing the good plays, he was he was told to point out more mistakes. And it's funny, I I think if you watched speaking of the NFL, which as we know is a juggernaut. I do think if you watch an NFL broadcast, you will hear good plays complimented more often than, than bad plays picked apart. You know, even even if there's a blown coverage by a defensive back and a guy, you know, the receiver runs by in the open, they'll say great play call or, you know, great play fake by the quarterback to, to fool the defensive back and thinks it's a handoff and then the receiver is open. They don't spend a lot of time on the as much time on the breakdown as you might watching a hockey broadcast. That's what I think. Uh, this texture says, I know Jack about basketball. Did the Grizzlies beat LeBron? No. <laughs> uh, the Raptors did not, did not beat LeBron, James. Uh, DJ says, don't be knocking the Bachelorette. Great drama in that show. I'm not knocking the Bachelorette. Just pointing out it beat hockey south of the border. I know it got a lot How of Twitter traffic last night. How could I knock the Bachelorette? I've never watched a second of it. Yeah, it, it got a lot of Twitter traffic last night. Like it was just lighting up because I guess one guy's like evil and the other 
people are good, but the evil person's like making some traction or something. So, so. it sounds like wrestling, but with dating. Yeah. That's what The Bachelorette yeah, sounds like. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Ron says, uh, read, PJ Stock is the worst commentator. He seems to dislike the Oilers. Uh, and he also says uh, they have to soften the game of hockey so other countries could compete with Canada. That's from Ron. Uh, you know, Kelly Rudy's up next. He's been accused of disliking the Oilers. I, I don't know if I don't know if it's that some of the national commentators dislike the Oilers. They they just say, well, here's a team that should be better than they are, and here's guys that makes mistakes and why. Uh, Kelly Rudy. Uh, criticized Ryan Nugent Hopkins in a, in a remark that I believe while he was critical, I also believe has been misinterpreted by a lot of people. Kelly Rudy, last season when the Oilers were obviously doing poorly said Ryan Nugent Hopkins isn't a first-line center. He's not in the top 60 in scoring, therefore he's a third-line player. That's what he said. He didn't say Ryan Nugent Hopkins couldn't be a second or first-line center. He said at that point in his career he was not playing like a first-line center. That has been wrongfully interpreted by a lot of people that Kelly Rudy wrote off Ryan Nugent Hopkins as ever being a first-line player. That's not what he said. But he was critical of, of Ryan Nugent Hopkins for sure. And Kelly has been very critical of Jordan Everly. There's no doubt about that. He's been very critical of Jordan Everly. But, I mean, again, even though I was talking about negativity, that, that is Kelly's job to say, to say what he sees. And if he believes a player is repeatedly being negligent in, in an area, then he's going to go down that road. Uh, Dave Leopard says, uh, my ex used to make me watch The Bachelorette. I would rather watch paint dry. <laughs> uh, DJ, DJ sent in the original comment about The Bachelorette. Says, I'm joking, Reed, LOL. Good. Uh, Dean says, <laughs> we got a candidate for text of the night. All right. Dean says, all I know is if Vancouver doesn't start supporting the Grizzlies better, they're going to lose that team. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a good one. All right. Yeah. Uh, and another texter says, Reed, uh, Rudy called Art uh, Ragnar Hoffs the third line center. Yeah, third line, sorry. Did I say four? third line center because he wasn't in the top 60 in scoring. So therefore, he was saying he's not one of the top 60 forwards on 30 teams. So therefore, he's a third-line center. He did not say his career potential as a third-line center. He said his numbers were reflective of what you would expect from a third-line center. I don't think Kelly, and he addressed it on the show, by no means was he saying Nugent Hopkins couldn't be better than that, but he was saying at that point in his career, wasn't a first-line player. Uh, we're going to talk about another Oilers center when we get back. 648 Inside Sports on Chet. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chen. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. 1-1 one, one, Blue Jays and Yankees, top of the seventh inning. The seventh inning about to begin. 
Good outing for Jay Happ. He goes six innings, allows only four hits. He struck out three, allowed just the one run. Joe Biagini into the game, having a great season. His ERA below 1.90. Your scoreboard update, courtesy of Crystal Glass. For all your glass needs, you can call 310 Glass today. Tomorrow at 6 o'clock on 630 Ched, we will have game two, game two of the Stanley Cup final between the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins and the San Jose Sharks. Penguins are up one nothing seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Wayne on the line. Hello, Wayne. Hey, Reed. How you doing? Love your show. Thank you. Hey, I've uh, entertained this idea with a few friends of mine, and uh, we've got thirty teams in the NHL, with looking at possibly two more for expansion. Right now, yes. I was just I was just wondering here. What do you what are your thoughts on this as a format? Okay, you allow all thirty two if we get thirty two teams in with, with Vegas and say Quebec coming into the league, we allow all teams to make the playoffs. You shorten the you shorten the season up by six games. You you allow lower teams to have at least two playoff games home games, and then the, as you go through the the rounds, you just throw the names in the hat, and that'll be your draft pick. Well, I don't I don't like the idea of letting all every team in the playoffs because it I mean then you're just playing for seeding in the regular season. I I do think if they played if they expand to 32 teams, they should let 20 teams in the playoffs instead of 16 and have a mini round among the the bottom okay. 8 seeds. It just seems that there's getting to be a lot of teams in there and only half of them are making the playoffs these days. It's just it's really getting a <laughs> You're not getting to see a lot of hockey that, that of the teams that you want. Well, I mean, half the teams get in, right? So, yeah, I mean... I mean, you look at the parity in the league right now. I mean, half the teams that are getting eliminated are, are all already at 500 and, and better. But do we, do, do we really need to see the Leafs play? I mean, Washington was first overall. The Leafs were last. Do we really uh, need to see the, the well, Washington beat think, up on the all, Leafs? All I, was, all I was thinking was it would give some of these teams that are really lagging you know, with attendance, it would give them two guaranteed home games. That's all I was just looking at. Oh, I see. Well, yeah, it, maybe. It but I, I think... That, yeah, it was just an idea that a few of my friends happened to really like. I thought, oh, I'll throw it by somebody that actually knows something about hockey and see how badly he'll laugh at me. Well, I'm not <laughs> laughing at you, but I, I, I would not let all the teams in the playoffs. I, I, I would expand it to 20, but I, I still think you got to have a cut line. Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, that's fair enough. Okay. Great, thanks. Thanks, Wayne. Appreciate it. 780-496-0063. You can also uh, text 630-630. This texter says, there's a reason UFC is so popular. If the only reason the NHL is trying to eliminate fighting in hockey is to cater to the 20% of fans who want it out of the game, then screw them. Time to start letting the players police themselves once again. There will be less injuries to the superstars who the fans are paying huge dollars to see, and the sport will grow. If you don't like the odd scrap, go watch lawn bowling. There has to have been at least one fight in the history of lawn bowling. I would think now so. I want to know we have to, uh, during the news we have to YouTube lawn bowling, <laughs> lawn bowling fights. fights. Yeah, <laughs> I could see it happening. I could. It, it's happened on like horseback polo, where like the riders have jumped off the horses and started beating each other with the mallets and that stuff. So <laughs> it's had to have happened in lawn bowling. Uh, this texture says, uh, "Hey Reed, glad you're back. Just wanted to say the NHL in America will." Uh, not bring in the same viewing percentage as Canada. Americans like watching American talent. All teams in the States have Canadian players. 
It's a no-brainer. Why would I watch a game that has all these Canadians playing? Americans like watching other Americans. That's why the ratings are crap in the United States for the Stanley Cup Finals. That is a text from uh, 6.30, 6.30. I'm not sure who sent that in. All right. Uh, I've been teasing something about an, uh, an Oilers player, a question I got asked, which I, now I don't have time to. So I will get that again. I like reading your text, though. Uh, Joe says the NHL ratings are bad because they don't market their product enough. Why are there so few stadium series events in Canada? These events are always packed and great to be at. Why did they open the season in Europe? In some years, no gain there, but a few more empty seats at home. That is from Joe. Well, going to be an outside game, an outdoor game in Winnipeg. The Oilers are going to be in there. What is it, October 23rd? Oilers at Jets on a Sunday. I don't think they feel they need as many in Canada because people go anyway. V says, stop defending Kelly Rudy. The national media likes to kick the Oilers when they're down. Rudy obviously has a dislike for the Oilers. In the next half hour of Inside Sports, Kelly Rudy from the NHL on Rogers. <laughs> Talk to you after the news. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.